The Very Good Adventuring Team podcast contains crass, foul, vile, terrible, immature, and mature content. Jeff Cockthunder, a Goliath Barbarian, and if you dishonor myself or my friends, my hammer will yearn for your face. This is Furitan Furcantries. I am a Dwarven Druid, and I like to find myself some nice leaves to sleep on. This is Peter McMoist. I'm a dark elf bard, and I'm the best fucking town crier in Terror Guard. Previously on the Very Good Adventuring Team. The gang did some fighting, some resting, then did some random encounter fighting while resting. Tugging Bob. Was, no, give your balls a tug. Give your balls a tug. And then he locks on to you, Fjorten, and he makes intense eye contact with you. And you look, you, you can't look away. You can feel that there is this magical energy that compels you to stare Tug and Bob straight in the eyes. And he looks at you, and, and it's almost like the, like the whole world, like time slows down. And... It just makes sense. It just makes sense. All of a sudden, he's just like, Give your balls a tug. <laughs> it's like that in slow motion as well. I just reach down, do a little tug. I feel like, don't, doesn't your character wear overalls? Yeah. Yeah, I think like, that's what that image is of. You've got overalls on, and you could just like, oh, re- yeah. you could reach in the side and down the front of the overalls, and you're like, Give my balls a trog. <laughs> and you reach down and you do. And then suddenly, I would imagine it would freak the shit out of you, but you just your balls are just in your hand. Um, how do we do this? I think you need to make me a wisdom saving throw. Okay. Wisdom saving throw. Mm-hmm. Ooh, wow. Mm-hmm. 18 and additional six onto that. A 24. A 24. You are wise enough to react to this situation. You look and you see that your balls are in your hand. And you're like, I should throw these. And you huck those balls probably into the fire, maybe, or into the corner. What would you, what would you do with your balls if you had to throw them? Well, I'd, I'd probably throw them away from me, so I... Uh, where am I at the moment? I'm above the fire, so 
I would throw um north at the wall. Uh, you throw your balls north at the wall. God, I wish you were in one of the other rooms right now. Uh, anyway, you throw your balls north at the wall, and they bounce off the wall, and they explode in a loud bang. And you're like, holy crap. Look at these balls that I could have been giving a tug this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and you look over at, uh, at Tug and Bob, and he just winks at you. Gives the, the satisfactory nod. You had no idea your boss could do that. No, I didn't. He's so, like, give your balls a tug. So glad they didn't, like, explode in your pants. You had no idea you had an yeah. explosion in your pants waiting uh, to happen this whole time. What so, is that? so um, now what do your balls look like? That's a great question. I think your undercarriage is uh, kind of like a Ken doll at this point. Oh, no. That would freak me the fuck out. Yeah. Likewise. Well, I don't maybe, know. I mean, maybe it's awesome. Like, you don't have, like, I don't know. I'm balls sticking think, to your legs or anything Well, I'm wondering anymore, if it'd be sore like, if it, like, got kicked or anywhere. I mean, if it, is it just kind of... Uh, it's just, a magical detachment, so yeah. I, think, I, think, I don't think you're sore. Yeah. I, you know, God, how nice would that be? Yeah, like, hot summer days, or you're, like, you know... You just you just never have to like on the mm -hmm. rowing machine. That's what that's always the worst for me on the rowing machine because it's like they just can never find the right place to be. Makes me so yeah. mad. They're always like, uh, uh, yeah, uh. line. Adjust yourself, boys. Yeah, come on. But they never do. No, and you can't go down there in a gym. It'd be like, excuse me, I have to adjust my testicles while I operate this rowing machine. You just can't. It, even if you spelled it out like that, it was wouldn't go over well. Anyway. Well, so you are now the proud owner of the give your balls a tug spell that I will create for you at a later date because I don't want to do that midway through us playing. And that will be just a fucking ability for you that you can do. Well, that's fantastic. I'm really excited about my detaching balls. Excellent use of the uh, plot point. Also, I feel like you need to do a version. God, who made that song? Detachable Penis? King Missile. You're going to have to do a version of that song for every time you, you make that happen. Anywho, uh, so you guys are now one spell richer and one pile of bones uh, richer as well, I guess. Uh, give your balls a tug guy is smirking uh, to himself, having passed on his, his knowledge. Um, oh no, guys, uh, I don't think we should stay in here anymore. That was too risky. If we're going to have to do that for eight hours, I don't think our luck is that good. It's up to you. You could also try and do just the uh, short rest, which allows you to expend hit dice. That only is one hour. We should do that. Some of y'all's kind of fucked up right now. Like me. It doesn't get you any spell slots back. You don't think we should try to chance a long one again? It does for me. It does. I get spell slots well, back. Well, I guess uh, the way the DM made it sound, I hit a 17, which it sounded like was uh, the minimum that I needed to hit. Essentially, you've got a 20% chance, 17 and above. It's pretty good odds. But, uh, short, what would a short rest even get us? Short rest gets you hit dice, and Mr. Fjorten saying he gets spell slots for it. I don't think that that's true, but I have never played a druid, so. We have a lot of hit dice, so we should just try to use them. Setting second level, you can regain some of your magical energy by sitting and meditating, communing with nature. Uh, during a short rest, you can expend spell slots to recover. So it sounds like you guys are going to try to take a short rest. Any objections to the short rest? I say we try to use our hit dice first. 
or no. Oh, I don't know why we would want to try a long one. Because we're not gonna... There's no way we're going to make it through eight rolls without hitting a 17 or greater. So if we make it partial the way through, do we gain any partial back? If we complete no. a short rest... If you take a one hour short rest, you'll be able to get hit dice and whatever uh, Fjorten's figuring out over there with the doing rule book. A, doing a short rest, you expend spell slots to recover. The spell slots can have a combined level that is equal to or less than half of your druid level. And none of the spell slots can be sixth level higher. So, for example, you can you have fourth level druid, you can recover up to two levels worth of spell slots. You can either recover one second level or one um, first, le uh, first level. You, sir, are a fifth level druid right now, so you can recover two spell slots. Or, sorry, two levels of spell slots. No, if you if you decide to take a short rest, which you still haven't committed to. Now, what do we have to do to use our hit dice? Uh, you just spend them and then roll them. So, like, you guys should all have five hit dice right now. Mm -hmm. uh, whatever your hit dice is, a D6, D8, D10, whatever it happens to be, you just roll that dice, and whatever the number comes up, you get to take that many hit points back. I'm not sure if I'm doing it the appropriate way, but I have always done the sort of generous roll, as in you can roll them like one at a time, and then like, well, I'm going to roll another one. Okay. I'm going to roll one more. All right, let's try a short rest. That's only an hour, and we get our hit points back. It's one hour. You'll only have to make one random encounter roll. Okay, let's do that. Do you want me to roll again? I think this time it is Jeff's turn to roll. 13. A 13 is not enough to inspire a random encounter. Yes. By the way, for the listener at home, we tried a new seating arrangement today, and it's just, it's really, it's really changing everything up. Normally, going clockwise from me, it's Fjorten, Peter, and Jeff, and today, it's Peter, Jeff, Fjorten. So not only is it like turned, but also mixed, it's, it's just, it's messing everything up. But I feel like it's a positive change. Oh, hopefully you guys can feel their pain. Oh, wait, no. Normally you are to my left. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, everything's yeah, the same. And Jeff. So that's just two positions flipped. Well, maybe we'll mix something else up next time. We'll see what happens. All right. So we recovered our hit points. Uh, so you don't just get all of your hit points. You have to roll hit dice. Oh, well, okay. Why didn't we Remember just... how I just explained that like 38 seconds ago? Well, then why did we need to take a rest? So when you take a <laughs> short rest... You expend hit dice. What that means is that you, uh, over the course of an hour where you're taking a rest, you roll your hit die, which let's just look yours up so that I know what I'm talking about and I can do from example. You are Peter McMoist. As a bard, Peter McMoist, your hit dice is a D8. You have five of them available for you. Like I said, I do, do this in a somewhat generous way where you can roll a single D8 and then if you're not happy with the number of hit points you've gotten, you can then choose to roll a second one. And so on, until you either run out or are fully recovered. Yeah, I got a six. Okay. Add six hit points and tell me if you want to keep going. Yes. <laughs> what I get? That looks like a four. Nope, it's a six. Yay! I'll take that. Rolling again. You're up to, what, 19? Out of 32. That's uh, a 5. Okay. That's 3. Rolling again. 5. Okay. Rolling again. It's your last one. Uh, I'm keeping that one, actually. I lied. You're going to save that one, one hit D? Yep. 
Alright, so having reached 29 hit points, you're satisfied. I heard some rolling going on in the background. Uh, Jeff, did you finish your hit dice rolling? I didn't finish. I stopped once I saw we were going to uh, do it out loud here. My first roll, I got a six. Okay. And I rolled again for four. And I'm going to take a third roll. So far, you're at 40 out of 53. For one. Oof, harsh. I'll take another roll. Four more. That's your fourth one? Yep. And we might as well have at her once more. Right on. You can't exceed your maximum with that number. Actually, you could now that I look at it. Well, I got a five. Sweet. Gets you to 51 out of 53. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Fjorten? I did my two hit dice. The first one was a five for a 25. And then another seven for a 32. Look at you. You rolled the best out of everybody. And you're going to stop at 32 out of 39 hit points? I will stop at 32 out of 39, and with my spell slot, I regained one level one hit point, uh, level one spell for the short rest. Okay. Uh, You can recover two level one hit, uh, sorry, two level one spell slots or one level two. Yeah, um, I didn't use that many spells, so I decided just to do the one so I can get that healing word if I need it. That's right a good on. One. Most excellent. So you guys have completed a short rest. Good job. You did it without encounterings. Yes. Encounterings. Uh, and now you are ready to not be resting anymore. What would you like to do? I think it's time to adventure out back into the dungeon world. Mm-hmm. Um, we're probably going to face enemies. There are enemies in this dungeon. All right, so you are going to progress back one room to the east, and as you are leaving, you hear the uh, echoey voice of Tom the Tugger go, Give your balls a tug, 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 Bye, Tom. And with that parting wisdom, you are now in the next room. This room is empty because you've already cleared it of monsters. For oh. now. I say so they don't come back for now. That's good. There may or may not be a interval where they do come back. You never know. My screen is fucked up. Seeing a door where there's not supposed to be a door. Are you looking at the south part? Yeah. It's just glitched over because I I couldn't get the graphics to match up perfectly. Oh, there we go. I well, I probably could have. I just didn't. <laughs> unplayable. Literally unplayable. Uh, now we're, guys. Say we go to the east. Yep. You enter the next room to the east. I should have figured out a way to, like, notate these things or something. Uh, but as you enter the room, you see three gibbering little jelly things that are jiggling and moving around the room. Clip-clops. Actually, I did not know this, uh, or at least I had forgotten it. They are called gels. Hmm. Since we are staying true to the original... NES, Legend of Zelda, or Famicom system, I guess, if you want to not be from America, um, naming convention. So, there's three of them in the room. What would you like to do? Engage or flee? I think we should fight them. What do you think? I agree. Agreed. Agreed! Alright, give me some initiative rolls. I'm just going to have all of them operate on the same one this time. Because I'm fucking lazy. 
And because, I don't know, I don't think this is going to last very long, I need three names. Three names for three gels. Let's start with coming up with a theme. Fjorten, I believe it is your turn for a theme. Mm. Well, anywho, tell me about them's uh, initiative rolls y'all had. Four. Jeff? Twenty. Fjord, Dan? Nine. Niner. That is a niner. Cool. Peter with a 20. You are going first, then Fjorten, then the gels. I didn't get 20. I got four. Oh, how did I get fucked up? I mean, yeah. (laughs) Wait, I'm sorry. Peter had a four. Fjorten had a nine. With commanding lead of nine. And then Jeff, what did you have? 20. You had the 20. I must have put it in the wrong spot. I'm so terribly sorry. Jeff, you will be the first one to go against blue-footed booby, frigate, Eurasian blue tit, the three gels in this room. And can you, VGAT listeners at home, guess the theme? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Maybe not. I don't know. You'll never guess this one. Oh, run up to the blue-footed booby. Do it. And hammer away for 22. Splat goes the booby. 13 damage. damage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You obliterate that booby. Oh. The booby is gone from this round of combat. I think I have enough movement to get down to this guy. Yes, you do. That's only a few more feet. Then I'll hammer him. Or her. Or they. I think these things are very much a they. Yeah, I'm stumbling all over that. Uh, 17. 17. You're going to smash the Eurasian blue tit after destroying the blue-footed booby. Six damage. Six damage is exactly the number you needed. Boobies and tits destroyed from this combat, and the only thing that remains is the frigate. I'll stand pat. Bjorten, it's up to you to handle the frigate. I don't think I will. I think I'm just going to stand by and laugh, just because this is amusing as all heck. Mm Mm-hmm. And move kind of a little bit to the east and to the north, and get ready and watch Jeff and Pale. Sweet. The gel is going to jiggle forward. Uh, Jeff is the closest target, and let me just pull up. What did I do for movement on these things? Uh, They've got a total of 10 feet of movement, so they jiggle a little closer, but don't get all the way over to you, Jeff. And then, Peter, it's your turn. One gel remains. I'm going to deploy the Mondays. Mondays? Oh, Monday. Can I just click on that? I wish I could click on either myself or myself in the turn order or something like that to just open my... I believe control click or maybe control double click does that. Might be shift. Uh, Let's try shift. That seems like it would do something. In addition, and I'm surprised you haven't experimented with this already, you can make your own on-screen macros that leave buttons, like, on the screen, where you can, like, have shit like that handy for clickings. Ooh. I'll have to investigate that while I'm in the background, but that is a 20. Roll20 has a fairly robust macro engine, and a 20 certainly hits. And that is six piercing. I'm giving it an above average meow for that six because six damage is, as I mentioned earlier, exactly the number that you needed. Your crossbow bolt slices through frigate. Yes. 
And all three gels have been destroyed. Take that, glip claps. There you are, in a now empty room. Five irregular shaped pillars adorn this room, one in the center and four close to each of the corners. The door to the west is the one you came through. The door to the north is open. The door to the right is closed with a gigantic keyhole in it. Do we have a key? I thought we had one. Did we use it? I think you guys had one, and I... We had two at one point. One of them... Did they go to the same door? Uh, it's just one big generic key. Okay. Um, or key style. Uh, you guys had used... And it's one of those, if you put it in the hole, it just kind of stays there and disappears from sucks it. into the lock and then the door opens i don't know i don't know if they ever decided it goes kind of up into the ceiling or something it sucks your big key into it and disappears yes you guys had acquired two keys and you have used one of them on uh what was that two three rooms ago i believe we used two keys two keys all right then we have no choice but to go north Mm-hmm. Um, can we expect the inspect these pillars? Are there any cool secrets about this room? Go ahead and make an investigation roll. I'm going to make an investigation roll. Mm. Investigation is a one. That'll be a niner. With a niner, you find nothing. Okay. I'm ready to go north. I want to investigate can't have you guys all just investigate all right let's go north uh but i tell you what i can do if you aid him in his investigation i'm gonna retroactively let you have advantage so go ahead and roll one more time fjordan <gasps> that'll be a 19 a 19 excellent you still don't find anything huh you know what it was fun i really appreciate the effort <laughs> the teamwork <laughs> you feel like there may have been a map in this room at some point but it was long long ago very nice you guys are doing things. In the original Legend of Zelda, this is the room where you found the map in the first dungeon. Oh. You had to kill all those little gels to get it, but it was worth the price. Their lives for a map. All right. It looks like you guys are starting to head north. Oh, dang. I'm going to I'm gonna push Jeff into that room, and I'm going to push Peter into that room. Humana, 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 humana. You enter another room, which is oddly precisely the same size as all of the rooms you've encountered so far. In this room, you see the exit behind you that you came through originally, and then on the far side of the room, another locked door. In the room, however, there is a winding pathway going from west to east in a vaguely uh, zigzag sort of pattern. And meandering across these pathways above the water, are three, I almost said four. I was looking right fucking at the screen. I can count, I'm a grown ass man, and I almost said four. <laughs> there are three Staphlos out here on the water awaiting you. What would you like to do? Can you remind me again, because I don't think I do them ever, rituals, how do those work for spells? A ritual takes 10 minutes to cast. Oh dang, that's enough. not enough time. Also, you guys definitely have one more key at this point. You have only used one. Oh, I thought we used two doors. Uh, You've gone through several doors, but only one of them required a key. Because you haven't gone there yet. Oops, I forgot to move this over here. We had that first door. I I remember two slots opening. Two cool little uh, guys going in. 
Maybe I haven't. Okay. okay. Uh, the only other place that you guys had a locked door was right before Give Your Balls a Tug Guy Room. Uh, Tug and Tom. What? Oh, wait, no, Tug and Bob. Uh, Tug and Bob was on the far western room that required you killing all of the monsters in the room right before it and then pushing on that pillar. Okay. And uh, then you went back to that room after Tug and Bob and went east one more time. So you did still have a key with you. Uh, if that changes your mind, you could back out of this room without consequence and go east, or you could go north where there is another uh, door with a keyhole waiting you. I feel like we're here. We might as well break some bones. Very good. All right. Let's get some combat going. Why don't you uh, start me up on some initiative? I'm going to roll for them. All right. Peter, initiative? Uh, 10. Jeff, initiative? 13. Fjartan, initiative. Four. And then I've got a nine, a 19, and an 11 for these dudes. Or, or dudettes, I don't know, whatevs. Uh, all right, we got to come up with another three names. Peter, I believe it's your turn to come up with the theme. We have discussed our theme, and our three names are Sylvester, Monica, and Scott. So, good fucking luck figuring out what the theme of this one is. The last theme, by the way, was birds. 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 Just straight up birds. Since we normally do musical themes, now we're branching out. So, Sylvester, Monica, and Scott. Actually, I should read this in the order of combat. Let me sort by descending. Monica will go first, followed by Jeff, Sylvester, Peter, Scott, and Fjorten. Round one of combat begins with Monica. Monica has just enough movement to sneak around and get right up in Jeff's grill. Jeff, you're going to take a stab from a Staphlos. Staphlos stabbing. No, not really. You're going to take a... I should have fixed this. I should have made it swords because that's what they actually have. But we're sticking with the bite in the claw because that's where we're at. S-words. S-words. That is a 12 on that bite attack, and it's not going to hit. That's not a hit. We move on down to Jeff. Tell me about your turn, Jeff. Uh, since Monica's right in front of me, I'm going to have at it. Have fucking at it. How many times can you rage between long rests, by the way? Uh, three, I think. I would have to look it up. And I'm too lazy to look it up currently. Okay. Uh, ten. A ten is going to be a miss. Oh, I'll swing again. A uh, 15. A uh, 15 is enough to hit. Nine. Nine total damage for Monica. Monica is not quite bloodied. Uh, Stan and Pat? Yeah, I'm sorry. Looking at, now I'm looking up how many times I can rage. That's probably a good idea. Because um, I can't remember how, you time, how many times you've even done it so far. I know I've done it twice. All right. Well, don't worry. It'll be fairly obvious when you get to the boss room, so don't you worry about a thing. Sylvester, on their turn, Sylvester is going to, one, two, three, four, is going to move 20 feet down to engage Fjorten, since <laughs> you are the nearest target. Um, and I forgot to do this last time, so I'm going to do it this time. Biter claws. That's another claws. They really like using the claws. They really do. And uh, that's going to be a 22 to hit you. Ouch. Why don't you give me that uh, constitution save? Oh, I don't think I got it that time. Oh, no. 
11. 11, you made it. It is a DC 10. Oh, you Jesus. do, however, take nine damage. That's almost the maximum they can do with that attack. And that'll be the end of Sylvester's turn. Peter, it is up to you. All right. Go, go, go. Mondays. Uh, 10. On Mondays, the crossbow, you are going to miss with a 10, unfortunately. That is not enough to score a hit on their AC. Uh, boogers. Mondays. I was going to try and do a hissing noise, but that would be the worst possible noise I could make into a microphone right now. I like that you both tried right after I said it would be an awful noise. <laughs> That's why you didn't why do is it. it why is it so awful? Because, I mean, just picture, like, you're wearing headphones, you're some poor bastard at work. It's bad enough you're listening to the Very Good Adventuring team, and then we make that noise right in your ear. All right. <laughs> anyway... fans how's life for you today is it wonderful it would be wonderful if it was wonderful friends i don't have any new news to share with you today related to the podcast but i do have some things to mention mainly i wanted to tell all of you that currently two of us are actually moving right now and it's putting a damper on stuff outside of the podcast i have a piece of artwork i've been waiting to release and wanting to release and i just haven't been able to find the time to do it properly I've also been hoping to get stickers made for the second campaign finally, and that too has been on the back burner. Both of these things are on the way, but I gotta tell you, buying a house and selling a house are stressful tasks that take up a lot of your damn time. You know how people tell you that you can touch up paint? Total bullshit. If you need to fix paint on a wall, you gotta paint the whole goddamn wall. Why don't they teach us stuff like this in school? Like, like that would have been a useful thing to know going into this process. So, anyway, basically I'm a brain-dead monster and don't have anything else to tell you right now. I will say thank you to all of our patrons and to all of our listeners. We're super grateful to all of you, and we hope you survive the rest of 2020 so we can start our arbitrary calendar dates all over again with a fresh set of numbers. And maybe fresh luck. Who knows? And, uh, you know, with that, I think it's time to get back into the action. Scott's going to take their turn. Scott's going to move 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 feet. And then Fjorten, it's over to you. Mm -hmm. Disengaging is an action. So I'm going to use my druid wild shape ability. Oh, snap. Uh, it's really funny you say that because I'm going to transform into a snapper. Aw, shit. A red snapper or a snapping turtle? A snapping turtle. Very good. Because it is a creature with half, uh, half CR rating. That is, and it can swim. Oh, shit. Yeah. And you're a high enough level that you can use the swimming ability. That's correct. I thought you were going to say, I turn into a snap pee. <laughs> <laughs> I have a quarter of a hit point. <laughs> I just uh. fall into the ground. They ate me. <laughs> well, I mean, you could do the, the Ant-Man killing Thanos theory then. 
Oh, let, let them eat you and then turn back into your normal shape inside of them. Except if a skeleton just ate you, it would just fall out. Skeleton walks into a bar and says, Bartender, I'll have a beer and a mop. That's the whole joke. But I'm just... That's the whole... That's the whole joke. You thought there was more to that joke? There's there's not. That's it. That's that's the whole joke. You should have laughed. Yeah, made it. Anyway. Uh, so as a snapper... What what do you what are you gonna do as a as a snapper? Oh, wait, um, your wild shape takes the oh my fucking god, that's a hilarious picture of a snapper. Yes, it is. What is that from? I don't know. It just looks like it's a original like PlayStation creature. I think I've mentioned this before, but uh, one of my favorite tweets of all time is uh, somebody posted a picture from the uh, original PlayStation Harry Potter game, um, and it says, "Some days I feel like PS One Hagrid, and I don't know how to fix it." <laughs> <laughs> I think I've seen that. Yeah, and it's a fucking picture of the first PlayStation Haggard, and it just looks miserable. <laughs> anyway, so there you are. You are now a medium beast. You have an armor class of eighteen and nineteen hit points. You can swim twenty-five feet. An AC of eighteen, pretty cool. Yeah, and, and it's natural armor. That's much better than what I am now. A snapper appears as a monstrous tortoise with a pointed beak like that of a snapping turtle, hence its name. Oh, someone had a great time writing this description. My name's Snappy the Snapper. You're gonna go out and snap some bones? Snap some bones. Uh, I do love that one of the abilities of the uh, snapper is abnormal mounts. Yep. <laughs> um, so anyway, tell me about... Uh, like reverse cowboy, or what are we talking here? That's 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 like the most basic. I mean, like we're talking like Sodom, named after so, uh, sodomy, or Even sodomy a, named after Sodom. Even a weirder sex move. What's the one where the, like the, the Alabama wet noodle? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Is that a mount? I don't remember if anybody actually enjoyed it, but I still like the one that I think I might have come up with, uh, which was the Brunswick tripod. Oh yeah, I remember that one. There's a move three, though, like, three dudes where, in a bowling ball, where like I think the guy lays on his back and like puts his legs all the way back, and then his dong is just out, and the lady rides on top of his dong, but like it's almost like she's fucking him almost. I don't know. There's a name for it or something. Huh. I don't know. I'm looking to you right now. I just <laughs> you don't know. That? <laughs> all right, let me Google this one. Hold on. Well, let's continue combat while you Google sex moves. Uh, weirder sex moves even even weirder so it takes your action to um takes your action to wild shape right yes it does all right so you have used your turn to become an alabama hot snapper you are now that shape and we begin round two monica is going to attack jeff boo that's gonna be a why do i keep using this dice i fucking hate this dice it's going to be the claws again. God, they just love the claws. Uh, that'll be a 19 to hit you. That hits me. That hits you. <laughs> I rolled two ones on that, so you're going to take a grand total of four damage. However, I still need a constitution save from you to see if you become paralyzed. You know, now that I think about it, I don't feel too bad about using the bite and claws attacks with the Staphylos, because even though in the original Legend of Zelda game they are depicted as holding two swords... Amaz Amazon position cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
it's Amazon position. They're, they're not actually shown <laughs> swinging the swords at you, so we're going to say that bites and claws work. And good, good job. Good job on the Amazon position. How many positions did you have to read before you reached that one? Two. Okay. That's, that's not terrible. And I'm sorry, what's your constitution save? Ten. A ten. If it meets it, it beats it. And ten's what you needed. You are not paralyzed by Monica the Staphlos. Jeff, it is your turn for retribution. Uh, I just made a mistake. Uh, <laughs> looked up the Amazon sex position. <laughs> <laughs> Mistakes were made. All right, so uh, I'm gonna swing at Monica again, just uh, because. Cool. Twenty-four. A twenty-four will definitely hit Monica. Fifteen. Fifteen damage. You swing your gigantic. Fuck, I don't remember what do you have. A uh, warhammer. Warhammer. You swing your gigantic warhammer down, and shards of bone scatter hither, thither, and yon as Monica is removed from combat. And I'm going to step over to this one. That's Sylvester. And swing my hammer for 21. 21 will also hit. Eight. Eight damage. Not enough to get to bloodied, but gosh, it sure is close. And I will stand pat. All right. Sylvester is going to have a chance to return the favor. Look at that. They're actually going to do the the, uh, the bite attack. Uh, that will be... 15 to hit. That hits. 15 hits. It's going to be a little bit more damage. Thankfully, it's D6 instead of D4. Uh, and that'll be 8 damage to you. Ouch. No constitution save. Peter, it's over to you. Sylvester is to your west. I was going to say... Sylvester is to my wester? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <That's what I> <laughs> was... <laughs> wow. Fuck you. <laughs> I can't believe I stopped myself from saying it, but yeah. you picked up on it instantly. <laughs> That's what I wanted to say. Scott's to the east, with not nearly as satisfying of a rhyme. Those are your two combatants remaining. What will you do with your turn? Uh, I'm going to shoot Mondays at Scotto. Do it. Uh, 18. 18 is a hit. That is eight piercing. Take that, Scott. Well done. With eight damage, you fire Mondays across the water canal at Scott, chipping off a whole rib, I feel like. And Scott's like, hey. Feel nothing. I'm happy that Scott lost a rib because he's the worst Scott. That is is a pretty bad Scott. Jesus, was that a fart? Are you moving furniture over there? <laughs> that was intense, man. You're dragging a couch across the floor. <laughs> a little bit of both. <laughs> I, if I had to just, if I had to write that fart, I would write it as splort. <laughs> it would, uh, splort, splort. That reminds me of like, yeah. So when you give like a kid you don't like, good job, splort. <laughs> S-P-L-O-R-T, splort. That was your fart. Your word is splort. Could you use it in a sentence? I just splurt my pants. Uh, entomology, please. My butt. <laughs> <laughs> Language of origin. Butt of origin. <laughs> yeah, butt of origin. Butthole of origin. Uh, on Scott's turn, Scott is going to advance an additional 30 feet. Scott has advanced an additional 30 feet. And Fjorten, it is over to you. Mr. Snapper, tell us what you're going to do. Mr. S- Oh man, Scott did move, didn't he? You have mm-hmm. to say it appropriately, please. Splart. 
Al- the uh, Alabama hot snapper. No, what's your name right now? Snapper. Thank you. Nice. Yeah, I forgot yeah. all about that. Snapper is going to be going 5, 10, 15 feet. But you know, he's going to go all 20 feet through the water because he can swim. What's happening? Where are you going? Um, North. I believe. Just hang on. Let's see you moving. I know. I'm just trying to get my stuff. 5, 10, 15, 20 feet forward. Alright, are you going to disengage from Sylvester, or will they get an attack of opportunity? I'm not... Oh, shoot, they can do that sideways, can't they? Anytime you leave a creature's melee range, you risk an attack of opportunity. Mmm. 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 Skexies. You know what? He is not going to risk that attack of opportunity. He's going to bite. You're going to snapper Sylvester? I'm going to snapper Sylvester. Snappers? For a huh? ten. Oh. Oh. <laughs> a ten, unfortunately, is going to miss. Oh. I'm not going to oh. do that at all, then. You're just a little too slow there, Schnappers. Schnappers is going to stay part. Okay. Round three of combat begins. Jeff, Sylvester is to your west, or Scott is to the north. What would you like to do? Sylvester is going to take a beating. Take it away, beaten. Ten. Oh, ten. You swing your hammer, but you're just so distracted by this snapping turtle thing next to you. You're like, Jesus Christ, that is some low-res graphics. And you just it just distracts you up to miss. <laughs> I spin all the way around, and I hit him on the backswing. 23. You definitely hit him on the backswing. 23 is definitely enough to hit. Ten. Ten damage as Sylvester is rattled to the bones, which isn't very far because he's already just bones. Uh, he is down well into the bloodied territory, almost to wrecked. Anything else on your turn? No. Sylvester has a chance at retribution. Who will Sylvester attack? Sylvester is going to attack Jeff, since that was the last person to attack them, and they are going to use the bite attack. Bite attack is going to be... Ooh, that's a seven. That is going to be a miss. Sylvester... Getting, just getting it from all sides right now. Can't make up his mind and just screws it up. Does a bad job. Peter. Peter, we've returned to your turn. I'm shooting Scott. Giving Scott of the case of the Mondays. Is he demoralized yet? I mean, he's only gotten half a Monday down. All right. Half hit, half down hit points of Mondays. I can't. I'm going to give him the full Monday. It's 15. You never go full Monday. Uh, 15 is going to hit. 8 piercing damage. 8 piercing damage is a good amount of damage to do. Enough to get bloodied, but not enough to kill yet. Scott's looking pretty bad. Sylvester's looking pretty bad. But both of them are still erect. Scott. I'm sorry, Peter, are you going to do anything else on your turn? No. Scott's going to take their turn. They're going to shuffle the final remaining distance. 5, 10, 15, 20... And actually, I'm going to make one decision here. Oh, yeah. Peter, they're coming after you because you were the last one to fire a weapon at them. Uh, that is going to be a bite attack. Critical failure. They're exhausted after three rounds of shuffling your way. Scott the Staphlos does not strike true. Fjorten, it's over to you. Mm-hmm. 
we can attack diagonally. So that's exactly what we're going to do. Fucking right. You with can. the preferred method of snappers, the spinning slam. Give me a fucking spinning slam. What the hell is that all about? Spinning slam is one can uh, one can slide and spin forward smoothly along the ground, reminiscent of a top to move faster than it would able to. In doing so, it can slam its thick shell into any thread in its path. And so it would be a give it a big city slam. Big city slam for eight. My God! I'm sorry. Big city slams. You slide forward, and you and, and and he just steps over you like a cat riding a Roomba. Come on, snappers! And I end up in the water. All right, snap and a miss. We move to round four. I'm assuming that's all you wanted to do, by the way. That's all I want to do. All right, Jeff. Jeff, you have Sylvester to the western and Scott to the right. I'm gonna hit Sylvester and hopefully finish them off. 19 is going to hit. <clears throat> 11. Sylvester is smashed into bone dust. And I will turn around and hit. Who's left? That's Scott. Forget that there's a Scott. Scott is left to your right. All right. So, 20. A 20 will hit. Or 10. 10 damage, and you smash down. I picture both of them were overhead swings. Like, just full-on double axe handle, bash on one side, and then 180 to destroy on the other. And as you are pummeling this last dude, grinding them to dust uh, from within their skull cavity that you clearly have smashed open, a golden key matching the other ones that you have found so far falls to the ground. You now have in your inventory two, count them, two keys. And you've exited combat. Yes. The last time we recorded, we uh, defeated a bunch of Staphlos, and you have now defeated the Staphlos in this room. With the Staphlos defeated, you are now in a room without Staphlos. Can I get that room? Yeah, let's get that room. Let's get that room uh, looking at us. Oh, are you guys not? We are not. I am currently in Terraguard. Did you add like a... Uh, there's a name for that thing on a map. Wiener. A no. key? Uh, it, it's kind of like a key, but it, it shows you um, distance to measurement on the map. Scale? Yes. Scale, that's it. Scale. Yeah, these maps are to scale. No, the but uh, I never noticed it, but in the lower left-hand corner of the town map, you had a scale added. I've never, I never remember seeing that before. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've had that for quite a while, actually. Well, look at you. Yeah. I Actually, it's one of the things that stymied me for the longest time about making a town map was the scale of things. And like, I don't know, how big are fucking medieval huts that people live in and shit? <laughs> And so I finally sat down, and I think I worked it out on that map to be one pixel is one foot, and then then it made it every like all the measurements were super easy from there, and that's how we now have the map of Terragard that we still haven't posted on social media anywhere. Like I said, I would a year ago. Too bad, suckers. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, fans. <laughs> Suck a dick. <laughs> You'll never be able to see what our world is like. I actually, I really need to spend more time 
finishing our map because it's like it's pretty good and it does it you know it does the trick overall i really like the idea i stole it from someone on reddit of like kind of what we've done where it's just like a blank map and then we're filling it in as time goes on yeah but i should finish off like drawing it you know it's not 100 percent done although i did recently discover and i'm not gonna not gonna pump this brand just yet but uh, i just recently finally broke down and discovered incarnate which is an online map making tool and i fucked around with it for like like a half hour yesterday i wouldn't use it for the town map just because we've already kind of got that but for like our regional and overworld maps mm-hmm. it just like you just fucking stamp things down and draw shit and like it's like, all right, well, let me, you know, put down trees over here. And it's like, bloop, 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 bloop. And it's just fucking pot, you know, puts them down and randomizes them and whatnot. And actually looks really good. So that's cool. That's if I get an incarnate map, well, having cleared out this room of all of the Staphlos, what, what do you want to do? There's an entrance, uh, the, the bleh, entrance. There's a doorway to the south that you came into this room through. There's a doorway to the north that is just covered in keyhole right now. Because it's a door that's not open and it's got a keyhole. Uh, currently, I am a turtle still. I'm a, I like turtles. Yeah, you got a wee turtle in. And uh, I'm going to jump in the water and see if there's anything cool down below. How deep it is. What's going on in there? Uh, what For is, turtle life. What is going down in the water? Not that I just handed you the plot rod for any particular. <laughs> What's uh, going down there? Um, what is happening in the water? I feel like if you looked down into this water, it's like, um, it's like if you find like a fountain, you know, in an old European city, like there's like a bunch of random coins, you know, down there and bones and whatever other miscellaneous knickknacks and bric-a-bracs and, you know, fuck it. Let's, uh, why don't you roll me a D20? Yes. Because we love rolling dice. That would be a three. A three. Uh, okay, you find a... Uh, uh, roll me... Roll me a D4. That'd be a, a three. So you're going to find three gold down there. Yes. I accept. And then I splash back out and signal to my compadres in my turtle face that we should go towards the keyhole door you're like let's go it's a joke because you're a turtle yeah yeah, that's a great joke so slow talking i'm a turtle turtles go slow that's the that was why that was a joke and it was funny it was good that's good you know what the best jokes are the jokes that you have to explain afterwards Mm -hmm. and then no one still laughs yeah those are the best those are the best jokes everybody knows you know it i know it everybody knows it are you going to move towards that keyhole or fucking, uh, what are you going to do? Yeah, I'm slowly moving towards that uh, keyhole as a turtle. Okay. Uh-huh. I'm just, I'm kicking Fjorten. Like, hurry up. Stupid turtle, let's go. And I go, I, I go through the keyhole. Do you, can you even, you go through the keyhole? I thought you were a giant turtle. <laughs> I go through this, yeah, I don't have a key, do I? I mean, that's great, because like, <laughs> then we don't have to use this key, I guess. <laughs> Is there a doorknob on the other side or anything? He doesn't I, go I through don't it. Go he doesn't go through it. Okay. I guess I'm just going to say, I have the key, and I put this monster key into this keyhole wall. Do-do-do-do-do. You put the monster key into the monster keyhole. 
and turn it and as before the key vanishes and then the door slides down flush with the ground and you can now see into the room beyond <gasps> what's there what is this you enter the room beyond bada bing bada boom and you see in this room three goria which are chunky goblin dudes maybe that is like a wing on their hat is that what's going on, or are those? I, I thought it was a fox at first. Are they ear? You know, right. kind of looks like they're bald, and they just have like a little bit of hair on the back, kind of oh. thing. Was a mustache, a big bushy white mustache. Yeah. yeah. Well, oh, they a are bushy kind of white beard. They are kind of those are ears, at least according to this other picture. I think it's three fat old men, <laughs> white bushy beards. Hey, what you doing in these parts? Oh man, there's Goria in Captain N, the Game Master. I don't know what that is. Three old guys with gonorrhea is what we got. <laughs> what? What? Why do they have gonorrhea? What? More like gonorrhea. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 this guy. <laughs> what with the Zelda dungeon? Get it? <laughs> what with the Zelda oh, dungeon? Oh, oh gonorrhea. Anyway, there are three of them here, and they see you come into the room, and I don't think they're going to hesitate to uh, to attack you guys. So we should we should Wait. probably just roll right on into combat. But what do we ever? Why can we make <laughs> friends? Because they're monsters, and they want to eat you, and oh. give you gonorrhea. <laughs> in that order, you. All right, pausing in a moment for the outtake here of who uh, whose whose turn is it to name things. I think it's Jerry's turn. Pick uh, a theme, make some names. Uh, we need three names. We need three names. Um, All right, gentlemen, what did you achieve on your initiative rolls? Peter. 18. Fjortan. 22. And Jeff. Two. Very good. We have three, count them, three combatants this time. And can you, VGAT fans at home, guess the theme of today's monster names? Or this battle's monster names, I guess. We have Smucker, Welch, and KY. Can you guess the theme before we exit combat? You won't win anything if you do. But good for you if you if that'll be cool. We also have to remember, I think we've forgotten a couple of times now to go back and say what the theme was, so let's let's make sure we close out a combat with uh with the theme this time, boys. <laughs> okay. Duly noted. Otherwise people are just gonna be really confused on how those three things were related to any kind of a theme. <laughs> things you put in so your point, nobody said anything about it and so i assumed everybody knows everything about what we're doing that's true so. that's true well here we go with the turn order on this combat fjorton is first then welch ky peter smucker and jeff we begin round one mr fjorton would you please take it away all right well i am a snapper turtle uh how long do you get to be a turtle for Ever. I was um, one half of my druid level. And so, five, so two, two and a half levels, uh, hours. Damn, yo. Yeah, and so I'm going to total myself 
<laughs> into this water here. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Turtle myself. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cool. Means what it. I think I typically try to unturtle myself <laughs> whenever I have the opportunity. You should try the other weights. Pretty, pretty good. <laughs> I usually, it's like an accident when I get turtled. Like, you're like, oh, how'd that get like that? Fifteen. So you get scared un- and then you turtle yourself. It's a little uncomfortable, but it works itself out. So, currently in the, in the water now, northeast of Jeff, and I'm going to go ahead and stop right here in the water, south of KY. You do that. Can they can they get uh, Fjorten when he's in the water? He didn't say underwater. Did you want to be underwater? That would be an important thing for me to know. You know, that's a great... Yeah, I meant underwater. Right. I am Con under... action. That's what I thought. <clears throat> yeah. I dive into the water and uh, swim, and I am underwater currently. Did you... By the way, did you ever keep reading... Um... The Expanse series. Did you read all the books? Mm-mm. I don't know if they got to this in the TV series at this point, but they have this like crazy whole genetic manipulation thing that they go on with over time. And one of the things that they do is they genetically engineer humans that can live in space and they're basically space turtles. And they have like space sex by interlocking their shells together because they're bored and they're like, oh, we're just going to do it out in space as space turtles. Like when you say in space, like they're out. In outer space, like uh, yeah. like outside of a ship, yep. they're doing uh, doing the space sex, doing the space nasty, doing the space nasty with uh, with what they're doing. Wow, that series really went uh, took a left turn. You know, the the book was pretty sexual earlier on. Oh wait, you know what? No, maybe I'm thinking of I'm not thinking of uh, the Expanse. I'm thinking of the other one. What's that fucker's name? John Scalzi. Oh, I was reading those at the same time. I always get them mixed up. He's old man's war. Yeah, and he kept same going. author, but he's got like different series and stuff now. His main like the the like continuation of Old Man's War. There's like five or six books in that universe, and that was one of the later ones. Anyway, that was quite a tangent for no reason. <laughs> Space well, turtle sex. Anywho, I I just realized, and I apologize to uh, DM. This is actually what I was looking at for homebrew creatures. Uh, it's homebrew. Did not realize that when I clicked on it. Your turtle. My turtle guy. Okay. So just a heads up. What's it's, different uh, about your turtle? It's a homebrew page. It's not official D&D uh, creature. All right. You begin drowning. Uh, <laughs> you turned into a thing that didn't exist. Yep. Like, what's... What, can you put me a link or something I like did. that? So yeah, I can your chat. There. Is it like... Oh, the snapper. Yeah, those are the snappers. Campaign 2, Episode 45, Ganon Rhea, was released on October 25th, 2020. 
Join us again in seven days for more deep diving dungeon adventuring on... Vegan! 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 The Very Good Adventuring Team! Types of birds. Birds. All right. Give me a bird. Mm, we're going to do... I'm trying to think of something creative so it's not... The hoot-crested owl turd. Is that a bird? No. <laughs>